0: Hello, Mamas. We are Allison, Kelsey, and Melissa, and we would like to welcome you to the Unstressed Mama podcast, the podcast that will teach you how to manage the daily stress that comes from being a mom. Nothing is off limits here from peeing your pants to balancing your budget to working out. We'll talk about it. Hey, mamas it's Allison here recording a solo episode as Melissa announced previously we'll all be doing one of these um, kind of a product of trying to get our schedules to mesh and getting a little bit ahead on recording but I'm really excited about this because I have a subject that I've been wanting to talk about that, didn't necessarily need to fit in with with other hosts, and I could just talk about it by myself. So a lot of you may have seen that recently I transitioned my business away from being a money coach to being a copywriter. And just to give you a little background, if you haven't read any of my posts about it or seen any information, I was a money coach for three and a half years And it was great. Um, I know a lot about managing money. I have fixed my own credit and my husband's and drug us up out of debt more than once. And I worked as a registered stockbroker for 15 years. And a lot of that time was spent in the risk management department of the brokerage where I worked, part of it in collections. And I got to see people that had completely wrecked their finances and find out how they got there. So I had a lot of real life knowledge and a lot of professional knowledge about money management and seeing the mistakes and and things to be avoided, all of it. So being a money coach was natural for me. But to tell you the truth, it wasn't my passion. It was, it's something that I can do to make more money available for myself to pursue my passions. And it's something that I can teach other people how to do so that they can pursue their passions. But teaching other people how to budget or do these things is not my passion. And this is something that I finally realized With the help of my coach. Who knows if I would have ever come to this realization on my own, but I had already kind of moved away from teaching about budgeting very much. Because truthfully, even though I do feel like everybody should have a written budget so that you know what's going on and you know where your money's going and when you're going to owe things, I'm not the Dave Ramsey type that thinks that you need to be chastised for buying coffee if that's what you want or whatever else it is, going out to eat in a restaurant when you're in debt. That's your decision. Um, Do I think you should be organized and not have to rely on other people? Yes. And if you are spending $80 a month on coffee or whatever, I don't drink coffee, so I don't know. But if you are spending that much money, then i hope you're not asking your parents for handouts here and there because you're short due to your passion. So what i wanted to teach people was how to make extra money on the side to cover that stuff. If you want to go on vacation 5 6 times a year or if you want to buy expensive coffee in the morning or whatever, whatever it is that your passion is, you want to be able to afford that and Still, do the things that you have to do, like live somewhere and have electricity and things like that, and things for your kids. Here's how you can make some extra money on the side. And it was basically geared towards moms because moms are the ones who have the bulk of caring for the children and arranging schedules and all of that. So it was, I was always trying to find things that what can I do? where I don't need to hire a babysitter. I can do it when it works for me and no other time. So not getting a part-time job, nothing like that. And one of the things that I decided to try as a little side hustle was copywriting. And out of all the side hustles I had tried, which there were a million, this was the first one that I absolutely loved. I love copywriting I took a class last year that was a 12 month, it was really a DIY class, but there was also support from the person who put the class together so that I could write posts and submit them and get his critique on them to make them better. And I did that a lot and he, there were videos to watch and every morning for several months, I would watch one of those videos with my breakfast and then go write a post. And submit it to him to see what he thought before I posted it on social media. And I wasn't very good at first. I got better and better. And I took the class originally to help myself write social media posts for my money coaching business. And it worked great. Um, Before I would post things on social media, I would put quite a bit of thought into it and then write these things and post them for the week. And when they would go up, I would get like one or two likes. And and it was always my sister and one other person that would be some kind of friend or whatever. (laughs) There's very rarely that someone I didn't know would comment or like any post of mine because they weren't very well written. It wasn't that, that I didn't have the proper grammar and it wasn't that the information wasn't good. It just wasn't formatted in an appealing way, and sentences might have been too long, things like that. And these are some of the things that I learned in copywriting that don't do this, but do this. And once I started implementing that in a good way, I started getting a lot of engagement from all kinds of people, people that I had forgotten I even knew would... as a Facebook friend would comment or like my posts, and and I would think, oh my gosh, oh yeah, I forgot about them. That's cool. And um it was so neat to me to see this work. And and I thought, you know what? This would be a great idea as a side hustle because a lot of people don't love that kind of work and they don't want to spend their time doing it. So I tried it out. I I put out a couple feelers, and almost instantly, I had more jobs than I could handle, which was in no way what I expected. It was shocking to me, and overwhelming because I'm well. I still need to have time to be working on my business of being a money coach, and so I started turning jobs down because I didn't have the time to do them or whatever. And I didn't I didn't know what I was going to do about this because I thought, well, you know, gosh, I could take on more jobs, but I don't want to work more because I want to spend time with my son and I don't want to work all day and all night. And I was talking to my business coach about that. And he said, Allison, all you ever talk about is copywriting. You talking about copywriting podcasts that you listen to, copywriters that you follow, copywriting techniques you learned and he said it's obvious to me I think you want to be a copywriter is that true and I said yeah it is true and I felt weird about that because I thought gosh all this you know three and a half years I've spent building up budgeting basics and beyond to just abandon it but I I wasn't really abandoning it it was a step that I needed to go through to get me to my real passion, which is writing. Not so much that I am passionate about, um, you know, writing about rebate apps or or whatever it is I'm writing about. Writing about dog rescues, I wrote about one of those. That would be more in line with my passions. Uh, But at the same time as I was making this change, and this often happens to me, the book that I am reading in my book club went right along with the theme. We're currently reading The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari, which I definitely recommend. I will warn you, though, it's a little different. It's a fable. So, you know, it's written, the way that it's written is just kind of different than most self-improvement type of books you would read, but there's a whole chapter in there about following your passion and finding what your passion is. And as I read that chapter, I thought, this is what I just did with copywriting. And I need to do that in some other areas of my life as well. Because if you ask me what I do for fun, I don't have a very good answer. There most of the things that I do are geared towards entertaining my son or doing something educational for him or moving my business forward. That's the majority of what my life consists of. And I don't think that's very different for most other moms. I think that a lot of moms are very focused on their kids and their families and doing things for them and not so much for themselves. Um, Some people are better than this, better at this than others, but I do think that that's the exception amongst the people that I know. Um, So anyway, I started thinking about it and I thought back and I remembered when I very first met my husband, um, I completely adapted myself to what he was doing. I let go of just about everything that made me, me. And that, you know, that wasn't his fault. That was me. I wanted, oh, you know, I, I really like him and I want to be doing what he's doing. And this is where I want to be. So for my whole life, the biggest thing that defined me was reading. When I was a kid, I used to get in trouble for reading because I wouldn't do my chores. And my mom would say, did you read your book all day? Well, yeah, that is usually what I did. So um, shortly after I met him, I quit reading as, as a pastime because I didn't have time for that anymore. I was too busy going out and having fun and partying and doing whatever he was doing. I didn't have time for books in my life anymore. And eventually when we ended up moving in together, I'd always had read before I went to sleep at night for as long, since I could read. So very long time. And he always watched television. And so I started watching television at night before I went to sleep. And I don't think I cracked a book for five or six years. And thinking about that now is just mind blowing to me. And I finally, um, you know, five or six years into it, I bought a Kindle and I started reading at night again. And it was, it was such a relief to me. You know, why did I deny myself this part of me for so long? I have no idea. I was trying to conform or trying to be fun or whatever, but I had ignored my passion for reading. And the other thing that I, ignored for a long time too is my love for going for walks um growing up a lot of nights when we were done with dinner everyone you know we'd get the kitchen cleaned up or whatever and everyone would go for a walk or whoever wanted to go and we would just stroll around and chit chat and I'm not gonna lie look in people's windows to see what kind of decorations they had (laughs) Not like peeping Tom type of things. We peep at decorations or if their house is crazy messy or, you know, like, oh my gosh, look at that. Um, So, (laughs) dirty little secret. I will peep your decorations if you leave your windows open at night, guaranteed. Um, So, I hadn't been going for walks at all. And um, we got a dog and the this one i hadn't i hadn't thought about the walks on my own but the dog thought of the walks he was crazy and i talked about him a little bit in a previous episode about whether pets bring stress or relieve stress and this dog if he didn't get walked every day he was nothing but trouble eating the furniture literally just so destructive so I got in a routine and I walked him every single day of the year. So below zero, above a hundred, all those days, um, you know, I would find a time if it was really hot, I'd get up and go at six in the morning so that he didn't burn his paws or get overheated. And when it was really cold, I would try to hold him off for a while and we might not go as far. You get the idea. But he became my walking partner and we had him for almost 10 years before he died. And he and I walked together with the exception of very few times, almost every single day of those 10 years. And I got back into that walking habit. It was different because we went in the morning usually and he wasn't really one for chit chatting, it was a, you know, mostly silent walk. But I did meet people from the neighborhood while I was doing that, which is another benefit of being out and about. And then once my son was born, um, he started, he went with us every day too. And even when it was pretty cold, if it was below 20, I would leave him home. But otherwise, I bundled him up in a stroller and rain, shine, you name it. He came with and he loved being outside So um, I kind of turned his passion or turned my passion into his for a while. Now he's older and not so keen on walks anymore, but maybe it'll come back to him someday, I hope. Um, But as I was reading this, this book and I thought back on the past and how those two passions had went away and came back, there's another one that I used to have that I haven't done for years and that was playing the piano and I took lessons when I was a kid for a few years and I got pretty good and I quit like a lot of kids do because I didn't want to practice or uh, my piano teacher was starting to want me to go into recitals and I did one and it was to my recollection it was horrible I don't know if it was in real life or not I was so nervous and I think I made a couple mistakes I didn't like the song that was chosen for me to do you know whatever your mind protects you from these scary things so you tell yourself all kinds of stories about how awful it is and this happened and that happened and I don't remember what the actual truth is of that um I was too young to be able to look back and and say no this this isn't true this is really the way it was. But thinking back, I think that led me really to not wanting to continue anymore because my mind said, "Whoa, this was too scary. You don't need to be doing that. That puts too much stress on you. We're going to stop these lessons and this will never happen again." And just like every other kid that stops a lesson, everybody told me you'll be sorry and I was and just this year for my birthday when my husband asked me what I wanted for my birthday it was hard for me to answer because usually if I want something I can just buy it um but I said you know what I want a piano but I didn't we don't particularly have room the way the house is arranged right now for a piano so we got an electronic keyboard that has 88 keys, like a piano, and it's in my office. And I still have my piano books from when I was a kid, which is kind of hilarious, um, with all the stickers in them from when I would perfect the song, I would get a sticker. And so I've started playing the piano again. So another passion of mine that I am newly pursuing. and. Um, Another one that I am working on doing more is traveling and with the travel restrictions that have been in place for the last year or so that has made that a little bit difficult, but I have been doing plenty of traveling by car and visiting people and taking my son. And that is something that, you know, as a very young person, I was always interested in going all over the place and I've never left the United States. I'm almost embarrassed to say that, except that I know plenty of other people who haven't. But that is now a major goal of mine, international travel. Um, There's definitely some hindrances to that right now, but hopefully that won't stop me from meeting that goal within the next year or so which means I probably need to go apply for a passport like today because it takes so long to get one now. Um, But yeah, it's so important to follow your passions. And I think as moms, we get into this rut of taking care of kids and taking care of the house and taking care of husbands and doing all these things. And we forget to take care of ourselves. And I have been very guilty of that for a very long time. And it feels so good now to be taking small steps to stop that and to do things for myself and not just for everybody else. Um, It's no good to be a martyr. It's no good to be a servant to everybody. It is good to remember that we're our own person and we have our own passions. And to the extent that you can, to follow those passions. Um, you know, for me, it just so happened that it works out fine for me to be home and be a freelance copywriter. But that that same thing might not work as well for somebody else. Or they might have to take several steps before they get there like I did. Um, I couldn't, I didn't just quit my job and And come home and start copywriting. I had to do a lot of things first to put myself in this position where I could be here when there's five weeks off of school spread throughout the year. And it's no big deal. I can still do my work. And do my mom thing. And take care of this new kitten that we have. Which is also not my passion, by the way. Uh, joking he's totally adorable i am kind of obsessed with his little cute little sleepy face um but i am not obsessed with his uh messes that he makes all over the place but that's my message for you um for starters i would highly recommend you read this book um the monk who sold his ferrari like I said, it's a little different. It's a fable. Um, I couldn't tell you the last time I read a fable, probably to Danny, you know, as a children's book, but I don't believe I've ever read a fable that was meant for adults before. So at first it was a little hard It used to. Um, but it's a very good story. It has really good ideas in it for, releasing stress and putting your priorities back in line for your life and prioritizing your passions. So I would love for you to check out that book. And in the group this week, I would love for any of you to talk about some of your passions and what really lights you up and gets you going. And if you've got a story like mine where you neglected your passions for a long time, All right. That's going to be it for me today. I'm excited. We've got some exciting stuff coming up and I will see you all later. Bye. The Unstressed Mama podcast is brought to you by Allison Rodden, Kelsey Decker, and Melissa Cirobe. You can find us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash unstressed mama and on Instagram at unstressed mama. If you like what you heard, be sure to tell your friends so other mamas can join in the fun. You can find our individual contact information in the show notes for this episode. If you have questions about this topic or suggestions for future topics, the best place to reach us is through our Facebook, Instagram page, or email at unstressedmama at gmail.com.